Yo, what up, what up, man? Yeah. You are listening to Steal the Ship Radio with your boy Johnny and J Mo. Yeah, what's good with y'all, man? Shit, on this sad day morning, you know what I'm saying? Today is, what, December 7th, 2019, you know what I'm saying? So, shit, we just chilling back and shit like that. We're going to be talking about some things, you know, that's that we just want to fucking talk about. So, shit, shit, just listen to a nigga. You heard me? All right, man. Shit, so first thing, man, NFL news, man. Shit, what's good with them Texans? What's great with them Texans? Nigga. For one, I told you they was going to beat the Patriots. Did you? I did. I told everybody. Like, everybody that I talked football with, I told them. I knew no one would remember because when I was saying it, no one thought I was saying it out of belief. People thought I was saying it just to, you know, how some people do it two, three weeks away from the game. Be like, we're going to beat their ass, but we know we're going to lose. It wasn't that type of bravado. It was literally me looking at Deshaun Watson, looking how he performed against every big game. He's a big game player. He got a. I can accuse him of, damn, when you play against some trash niggas, you play kind of trash, bro. <laughs> but when he play against niggas that's supposed to beat his ass, a la Alabama, he's been doing this shit since college. He gonna step up big time, man. He gonna have some of his best games against the best opponents. It's and like it's like he feel, it's like that's his fuel. I feel you know saying like it's like he want he want to prove his haters wrong. This was his yeah. I think he want to prove his opponents wrong. Honestly, I don't even think he listened to people like us because Deshaun came from a deep dark place and he made it up out into the bright light. So I think he looking at the Patriots like y'all gonna respect me. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh yeah, and the Patriots respect him most like most definitely, but yo, he 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 went lights out. And the yeah. defense, oh the defense, like they rattled Tom Brady for real. I was like, how many times he got sacked that game? I don't know. And shit, he was getting hit. And I was like, damn, man, I'm watching Houston dominate the Patriots. Like pretty much like, you know, the the number one seed everyone just crowned it at crowning them with that shit. Now now they're now you know they're in trouble with Baltimore now. Yeah, but I don't believe in number one seeds. I just believe in the best team. Because number one seed just mean you could could possibly mean you in the AFC East and then the other team that you playing against in the in the NFC based on your schedule is the NFC East, which is the worst team in the league. Which is the worst uh, conference in the like conference division in the league? Oh yeah, man. And then, it's getting like with the NFC East is getting down to the point where it's like all you gotta do is just win a game. So think about that. They just got the Dolphins twice, the Jets twice. They gotta still play the Bills again, but they already beat the Bills once. They got the Cowboys, the Redskins, and the Giants. Then they end up playing like I'm. I'm Oh, they lost to Baltimore. They lost to Houston. They played those two teams. What good team can we? Which week are we in right now? Thirteen. 14-56, we got three more games, man. We in week 14, but the, everybody, like, they on their 13th game because most people are taking their spot. The big one that's going to happen this Sunday is, like, New Orleans versus San Francisco. This is right here is going to, like, I think, foreshadow what we might see in the NFC Championship. But then again, I cannot sleep on the Seahawks. I can't sleep on them Seahawks. You can't sleep on the Seahawks because Seahawks might have home. More than likely, they're going to have home field because for one, I for not. Show, they're going to get wild card because um, San Francisco pretty much is, they got the NFC West on lock. They right got right. that on lock. They got shit on lock. What you That's what they do. They got that on lock. 10 and 2. And what's the name? Is 9 and 3. Word? 9 and 3. I didn't know that, man. Shoot. New, new, new news for Johnny Wool, y'all. If New Orleans beat them tonight, 
I mean, tomorrow, and Seahawks win. Seahawks already beat San Francisco. They do really in the division after that. It ain't that. It ain't big. San Francisco got tough, another tougher game, but I do t- think they're gonna beat New Orleans. That's the thing. Just me being honest. It's gonna be tough. They beat going to the dome. It is, but I I seen I seen Houston going to the dome this year and lose by a game winning field goal. Oh yeah, it's possible to beat them in it the. Was in another the team. Yeah, it's possible to beat the Saints in in the dome. Yeah, the, the yeah the, they they beat Houston by by a field goal. So close game. Shoot, they beat my team. Shoot, we fit we missed a field goal. But I understand because the Saints are a really good team, and Saints are the team that I hear everybody saying that. Oh man, you going? The Saints ain't gonna let you punch them in their mouth. Oh no, that type of team, and I do believe that about the Saints. The Saints, I do believe about the Saints is that they can be had because I've seen them be had. No, yeah, because it's just like you know. Their their coach the the Saints when you think the Saints real talk I know people think Drew Brees but real talk that's Sean Payton and stuff like that and based on Sean Payton's temperament it actually judges like like you know how the Saints really do perform I remember one time he played the Dallas Cowboys it was like last year and he did a foolish thing I thought he used he he challenged like you know two plays or something like that lost his timeouts. And lost all the challenges and shit like that, right? Whatever. So, Dallas are making plays, and you could obviously tell, like, you know, that was an incompletion. Like, Beasley caught the ball on the ground. And I'm like, Sean Payne, you can't do nothing about it. You can't do nothing about it. Yeah, but this is the same So, but, 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 but when the good is, when, when the tough is, you know, when the tough gets going and shit like that, Sean Payne is a fucking warrior, man. He's like, like, that, that's Sean Payne. He don't flinch. He's one of the he's one of the coaches in the NFL. I actually like respect for his coaching. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Hell yeah, he's a fierce coach. But I want to give you something. This is the Saints in the Dome this year, right? <clears throat> they beat Houston by two. Yeah. They beat Dallas by two. Uh-huh. They beat Tampa Bay by seven. Uh-huh. They beat Arizona by twenty-two. Okay, cool. They lost by seventeen to Atlanta. And they beat Carolina by three. Like they can be had in that dome, of course, because it comes down to the. It comes down always to the string in the dome. That's how it always is. It's always like you know, shit. You might as well. You better have. You better have like you know something to calm your heart down or something like that. Shit. The adrenaline is gonna be pumping if you're a Saints fan. Yeah, and I think what it comes down to also, in my opinion, is that for so long we talked about. The 12 man. We talked about Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs play. We talked about the Dome where the Saints play. So I feel like players go in there obviously with the mentality of it's going to be crazy. Like they're not going in there to be being blindsided about how loud it is. Most coaches are actually practicing the noise now. Yeah. Or like letting these guys know it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what they so do. So at the same time, I feel like that's another part of it too is people are going in more prepared for the crowd and the noise they doing more silent you know no, you know more huddles they doing more silent signals and things like that it's just that's what i feel like it is more preparation to do things like that like bill belichick show people everything he show them everything but they catch on so many years later but bill belichick been doing that type of stuff he's been doing that like decades ago it's crazy it's like you know the history of football and stuff like that you know how coaches go through, like, you know, 
how to go through the process is almost like playing chess with football because almost every play has been done before and stuff like that. Plays be studied. You can make a you, you can make another variation of a of a play and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you can really put your creativity in in coaching. Belichick, I just like how he has everything structured out where it's like this is how it's gonna go. Just do your job. I always keep saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because of NFL Network on special. New England Patriots, do your job. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I always seen about Belichick is he has never been like this. I'm not going to say what he's not. I'm just going to tell you what he has been to me. He has always, to me, just been a common sense coach. I feel like most coaches get in their own way. I feel, and he said himself. If they're not good against the run, we're going to run. If they can't stop the pass, we're going to pass. Of course. If they can't pass, we're going to load the box and make them pass. Like, he just do the stuff that is necessary to win. And I feel like other coaches take pride in one or two things about their team and be like, this is how we're going to beat you. Because they want to kind of impose their will on another opponent. When Bill Belichick, like I said, it's not a lot of pride involved in victory for him. He's just like, I want to win, man. Exactly. When you say that, that made me think of Floyd Mayweather. Like, some people, you know, don't like Floyd Mayweather, I guess, because of the image of his character. Like All it is is an image character. You know, he, yeah, that's his image. It's not really him. You can hate him or love him and shit like that, right? But Mayweather is like one of those fighters. He'll go in there and he'll give you a round or two, the first, but he adjusts to you. And that's how you have to do it in a sport. I don't like a coach that thinks linear. You're thinking linear, man. Shit, you got to think outside the box because what if your plan gets knocked off the block? You know what I mean? So it's like, yo. Yeah, and instead of, like, Bill Belichick, the first thing he do to prepare is study the opponent. You have to. You have yeah, to. a lot of other people, they study the opponent to see what they can do. We like to do these things. These are, these are the things that we can do. Mm-hmm. But they don't really adjust based on like, a lot of teams don't just, uh, like, uh, I don't think a lot of coaches can. I think some coaches see what he do and want to emulate it and can't. But I also feel like some coaches, like Bill O'Brien, I kind of feel like he just, uh, I know what it takes to win and do it his way. Because I don't see uh, the Rockets. I don't see the Texans just a lot. I just see them win. When they win, they pretty much win the same way. When they lose, they pretty much lose the same way. Why do I foresee something like, you know, the, okay, the, the the Texans go into the playoffs and stuff like that, and it's looking good for them. And somehow the ball, they, they, they drop the ball, and it's going to fall on Bill O'Brien. It's going to fall squarely on him somehow, some way. That's just a force. That's just like a force. That's you know a force sight or something like that. that that's nothing that you know that's gonna happen. I'm just like seeing like that could happen. Not really in my sense because the only team that we should lose to in the playoffs is Baltimore. Of course. Other you don't have to say of course. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Like like I ain't gonna lie. I'm sorry. I respect Deshaun Watson. I love watching the dude play for real. But when they were um asking, you know the 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 you know how you know sports media do it. Um, Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, who's better? You asked me that question, and I would have said quickly, Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry, I like Deshaun Watson, but Lamar Jackson is just something else. That's a hard question to answer in football. It's all about 
what are you asking me? Are you asking me if I take both of these players off of a football team and put them on the field, who will be the better quarterback? Well, I'm thinking right here. Hold on real quick. Uh-huh. Who will be the better quarterback? Or are you asking me who is best for what's going on with that team? Yeah, pretty much like right now, currently, like, you know, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Houston, Texas, Deshaun Watson. But, like, if you, how you how you made me think you about it. You add one more thing to me? One more layer. Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien, Baltimore Ravens, John, John Harbaugh. Okay, well, yo, man, but like, but how you made me think about it? Now I'm like, okay, okay, cool. They're, okay, they probably they're, they're, okay. Let me see. It's like this. Um, maybe Lamar Jackson has better, like you know, pieces stacked around him. Like I always say, they, I feel Deshaun Watson needs a line, like. Houston really needs to build an old line. Protect that dude, my nigga. Protect that dude. This dude is good, man. Like protect that man. He has wide receivers that that will fucking go out there. I mean, yo, your boy Hopkins be catching like you know laser fine thrown balls and stuff like that. I'm mean, like, yo, like just protect this man for real. Can I tell you uh, something like Max Kellerman said that kind of maybe stuck out to me a little bit right now? Is he said that a lot of coaches back in the day would take the black quarterback and try to make him what he wasn't, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, hey, you, you can throw, you can run. Why you, you being able to run is a bad thing. Why do you have an extra element to your game? Stop running and throw. So a lot of coaches now – Buffalo coach running his quarterback. Sean Robert Barrett was yeah. running Cam. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking. Uh, Sean McDermott. Yeah, he comes from like yeah. Carolina. Your boy over there, what's his name? John Harbaugh. Barrow, he run his quarterback. Jim Harbaugh was running. And he his did it with Flacco, too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Bill O'Brien don't use Deshaun like that. He might do a run or two, literally like design, but he don't, he don't make the defense think. Man, maybe they might. He might still have the ball, and that's where he needs an offensive coordinator. That's where he need a better off head coach because the coach think he is an offensive coordinator. No, he, he comes from he an offensive. Swallow, he need to swallow his pride and be like, "Yo, man, Deshaun Watson is something else. I need an offensive coordinator that I know that can, you know, that could, you know, structure him like, like according to his gameplay." That's the same thing with Cam Newton when they had Don, well, not Don Shula, I'm about to say it, Mike Shula, Mike Shula and stuff like that, you know, let, let Cam run. But now we have North Turner, and Cam really wasn't running as much as he, as he used to. Like, the second game of this of this season, man, we're fucking playing Tampa Bay, and we're down just a touchdown. All we need is a touchdown just to beat Tampa. It's the one-yard line. We do what? No, usually you think we give it to Cam. Cam would eat that shit all day. No, we give it to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, we give it to Christian McCaffrey. I was like, it was so obvious. <laughs> if McCaffrey would have got it, hell yeah. But I'm like, it was so obvious. I was like, man, you should have ran Cam. Y'all ain't run Cam all night. I don't think they'll never see it coming. But it's all about structuring according to, like, you know, that quarterback. Stop trying to make black quarterbacks just stand in the pocket type of quarterbacks no man shit michael vick was a beast you hear me randall cunningham was a beast you hear me 
Warren Moon was a beast, you heard me? Who else? I can keep going. Donovan McNabb. Going into the Hall of Oh, word. He's on the ballot? He nominated. That's what's up, man. Even though he didn't get that Super Bowl. He didn't, but man, I ain't gonna lie. Donovan McNabb was my guy, man. Yeah, he was good. He was good. I'm gonna tell you why he was my guy, though, just to be honest. Just for all fairness. Because mm-hmm. I used to like playing with him on Madden. Because on uh, Madden, when I played with Michael Vick, he fumbled too much and he couldn't throw that good. Mm-hmm. But when you play with Donovan McNabb, he can run not as fast as Vic, but he can run effectively. He can throw the ball and he yeah. take care of the football. Yeah, I used to so play. With, I was I used able to, play to do everything I wanted to do. I used to play with him. It's like it's like so the, Eagles, the Eagles. It's like the Eagles around that time was well balanced. Man, that's like it was balanced. Man, now my defense. Though, I used to love that defense, man. I don't know. I would always come in with Trotter or something like that. Trotter, yeah. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to play Brian Dawkins. Oh, like, Brian Hawkins. I forget his name. Brian Dawkins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Dawkins. Yeah, that dude, yeah. Like, even when the 49ers got good, when they had Colin Kaepernick, when mm-hmm. I played with other teams, I'd be like, okay, when I lose with them and I want to win, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go get the 49ers. They had a defense that Colin Kaepernick could run and throw. Mm-hmm. And like, he had a big man. You could just throw it to him. Yeah, Brandon Davis. Mm-hmm. Not Vernon Davis. That was tight end. I'm talking about Anquan Bolden. Oh, okay, okay. You said big man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Vernon Davis is a big man, too. Big man. Who was that running back around that time? I'm Frank not Gore, Frank Gore. Man. I was thinking that. That guy. Every time I think Frank Gore, I always think San Francisco 49ers. Who are you playing for right now? Buffalo. Is he? Buffalo? Yeah. Frank What's Buffalo? up with Buffalo? What's up with Buffalo, man? I haven't really been like scoping Buffalo that much. Man. They nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three and shit. Damn. Don't worry about that, guys. Those they got a. Right. They got a pretty elite uh, week schedule too, but they did beat the Cowboys, which seemed like everybody beat the Cowboys. Everybody beat the Cowboys. But, I don't mean nothing. I don't know what other good team they beat to be honest. But then again, they are in the division with the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots. How many times? They only played them once. They got to play them again. They do. In Foxborough. It's okay, man. Buffalo could like play in snow. It's not about the snow. It is about the snow. Nah, it's about the crowd, and it's about. The way t- the Patriots play at home, not even the crowd. It's just the way the Patriots play at home. I never get really intimidated by the Patriots being at home. You don't have to be intimidated, but the record is kind of amazing. You know Cam Newton played the um the Patriots twice in his career and beat them twice? And how many times have Cam Newton been in? How many years have he been in the league? Uh, he's been in the league for, like, I want to say, like, what, six, seven years? Something like that. I liked it. I like I liked it when he went when he went up in there. He went in Foxborough and they thought we was gonna lose, like and he went up in there, bitch, and like for a quarter came back three touchdowns back to back to back. Beat the Patriots like that. <laughs> Walked up, marched right up in through the tunnel, straight to the locker room. It was like if you didn't want to interview me in the beginning of the at the beginning of the game, don't interview me now. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they won 14 straight at home right now. And I wind windows up because trucks and shit is passing by. <laughs> oh man. 
So, man, shit, so what's going on with other shit, man? I'm talking about this motherfucking dude. Like, I, I don't know why I should even be talking about him, but, you know, the guy whack 100. Your boy. First of all, I don't even know who this guy is. People don't know who I am. People don't even know who I am, so I don't give a fuck, but, like, I don't really know who this guy is. Like, is he supposed to be, like, a, someone affiliated with Blueface? Like, that's his manager or something? He's a Blueface manager, but he's also the games manager. He's a games manager? The games manager. Okay, cool. Now, he's talking about what makes a legend and shit like that, right? Yeah. And in his eyesight, he's looking at rap sales. Because he's a manager. That's stupid for him to say that because he's supposed to also be a hip-hop historian, some guy who knows a little bit about this shit. But he's just trying to solidify his artist as legends. When, honestly, game, you can argue you as a legend. Blueface is not a legend. I don't care how much Blueface sold. He is not a legend. Oh, he's not a legend. His impact was not shit. Exactly. That's why I consider a legend, a rap legend, you know what I mean? You could have sold what, however many albums and shit like that, it's whatever. But for some reason, I kind of value what I consider a legend different than what he sees it in his perspective. I agree. Like Nipsey Hussle, like he was a legend based on his lifestyle, how I see it. His inspiration. Yeah. His impact. Yeah. And if he wasn't a legend. Whack 100s wouldn't still be talking about him. Of course. I'm sure a lot of niggas... I mean, like, how many months after the man after the man passed? Like, nine. Bitch nigga. Eight so, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people that done died that, that he had commented on, but he didn't stay talking like about. Like, he just talked about um B.I.G. He talked about a lot of people. Everybody that died, he got something to say. Whether mm. he felt like they deserved it or not. Well, shit, I do believe in the spirits, but shit, he want to pop off as someone that can't clap back. He can't, yeah, he want to pop off as someone who can't clap back. But, yeah. That's, but yeah, but that's ways, that's ways, that's ways. And then I see he responds to T.I., but he didn't respond to Meek Mill when Meek Mill and Jay Stone said, both said that he a legend, and that nigga B.H. said he a bitch, and he ain't say shit about that shit. It's crazy, like, them niggas right there in L.A., and they talking that shit, but you all, you were responding to every, that's how I know he wasn't shit, when I'm looking on the post he made, and he responding to every comment, mm. that's a nigga that's making a post for re- reaction, and sitting back, just feeding off of the reactions he got, starting drama, too old for that shit, yeah, hell yeah, yeah man, I do, I do think you, you a bitch, for like, you know, just talking on, on a man like that, you know what I mean, well, just not talking on him. He wasn't really, in his words, him. like he wasn't talking down on him. He was just like, I don't see him as a rap legend. And I was just like, I don't know what you define as a legend. Obviously, statistics and looking money and money and album sales and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But Nipsey called himself a lot of things while he was alive. Never once did Wack 100 say you're not this, and never once did Wack 100 come up and say anything about Oh man, we put you on. You ain't you wouldn't be here without us. And that's what's kind of fishy to me. It's because why you ain't say all this shit when this nigga was here? Mm. You had a lot of things this right there in LA. He's saying all this shit that nigga saying about him. He was saying that shit too about himself. And you ain't say shit. He said something else about like how how like how he knew that the dude 
something about like how he got murked and shit like that, like that felt kind of disrespectful and shit. I really can't like you know paraphrase what he was talking about. I wish I had the article, but yeah, man, that dude, I don't know, man, shit. I don't even know much about him and shit like that. You just told me a lot about him, and I'm like, man, he seems like he's lord and dirt to me. Yeah. And to be honest, Nipsey did put himself in danger by being out there, you know, in harm's way. But at the same time, I mean, it is what it is, man. Who, is, who am I and who are you? Who are we? Sit here and talk about who deserved what, who should have got what. He done that shit many a time, bro. Same shit he died doing, he did that shit before. So... I mean, he don't feel like he did nothing different from who he is and what he about. He ain't died doing no stupid shit. Yeah, that's one thing. He ain't died doing no stupid shit. And he actually, like, you know, shit. His spirit living on, man. Fuck it. That's whatever, man. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Black 100. He was a bitch. Yeah. I ain't gonna spit. Anyway, shoot. Okay, man. I thought shit. Finna kill it, bro. I thought this finna kill it, man. <laughs> nah, man. Shit, I don't, don't want freestyle right now. But like, but yo, man. Okay, I was thinking about this topic earlier and stuff like that, right? And you know, really, it's all in one word: overthinking. Like, do you think overthinking actually benefits you in the same way it can harm you and stuff like that? Well, me personally, overthinking does benefit me a lot. It benefits me a lot because it's, it brings a lot of caution into my life, to be honest. There's a lot of shit that I would do if I didn't think twice, three, four times after that. Well, at least you don't catch no anxiety while doing it. That's yeah, and that's another reason it keeps, another thing it keeps me from. But another thing it does do is create anxiety. The same thing it prevents it creates because... I could have the perfect plan and want to go back and keep doing the same shit. Like, looking over it. Something can't be right about it. You know what I mean? And that's like my overthinking. Overthinking has a lot to do with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pre- not being prepared has a lot to do with, over- with anxiety. Just but, like sometimes like we can't handle the outcome of what we had what we had, what we've been thinking about and stuff like that, like, yeah, sometimes the outcome won't come in our favor. Yeah. So that'd be a fear. That, you know, cause anxiety right there. That's a perfect way to explain it, too. I do like that explanation. Well, how I also think about it is, like, maybe overthinking, like, to the point where you have an idea, right? And you keep thinking about it, you keep thinking about it, but you don't execute on the idea, so pretty much it just fizzles into nothing. Well, that's not just overthinking. That's a lot to do with a different part of mentality. Well, that would be because considered what? Um, procrastinating? Procrastinating is putting off. Not doing it is another word. I don't know what that word is, but it's it's a word, man. I, a lot of times, there's a lot of things that go into that. Like, being comfortable in not doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people, when they don't do what they say they're going to do, they be really upset. My God, I was supposed to take the trash out this morning. Why the fuck out of... Man, man, I just, they go crazy. You be like, bro, why are you tripping? But some people like me, oh, I ain't take the trash. Oh, man, I forgot to take the trash out this morning. I'm oh, well. Take, you know what I mean? Say, oh, well, yeah. And it's the same mentality that feeds into you doing what you say you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? You're so used to telling yourself, oh, okay, I'll just get it next time instead of really being on your shit 
So you, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of bad feelings that come into not doing what we want to do and not doing what we say we're going to do. So to avoid them bad feelings, shit, give it a shot. Because if you fail, you're going to feel bad. But if you don't try, you're going to feel bad too. I'm thinking on this, like, do you think, like, overthinking could sometimes be, like, mentally draining to where it's, like, by overthinking, sometimes you're, you're draining yourself the energy to do what you're thinking about? Yeah, but see, I'm going to tell you what the word itself, when you put over in it, over anything is bad for you. Mm. So overthinking, of course, is going to drain you. It's going to be a lot of negative effects. With some stuff you need to think a lot about. It's all depending on what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, but I would like to like you know, take that take that form and transform it into like you know, analyzing instead of overthinking, but analyzing. Yeah, because a lot. And of that's times, what a calm mind. A lot of times when you pick up my fantasy football team, the reason I fuck up a lot is the overthinking. It's not because I don't know what the hell to think. It's because I thought the right shit. And then I, oh, man, no, no, no. It's always something, though. And I don't know what it is that makes me go back and keep going back and keep going back. Like, overthinking has a lot to do with trying to, like, I guess they saying a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. And that's how yeah. I am. Things just have to be, like, how I see And I hate that. Be. And I hate that because it's like just executing and stuff like that. That's that's the only thing. That's the only, the only way you the only way you know is if you try. Yeah. That's how I see it. Like overthinking can harm you. Overthinking is good. Like when you're analyzing, like you know, situations and shit like that. But like if it comes to like you know, if you want to just do something creative or just like I don't know, just something, just do it instead of just like worrying. Like your creation might be fuck up or whatnot. But you know. Overthinking could be useful and it can be harmful. So it's like a double-edged sword. Triple-edged sword. Law. What's a triple? What's a triple edge? I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, anyways, that was about it, guys. We are right now just chilling and shit. You just vibing out. <laughs> so, yeah. So then... We'll be Easy up, yeah, man. Shit, we logging out. You know what I'm saying? Still the shit radio, baby. Somebody like <laughs> <laughs> radio. All right, people. Peace. <laughs>